Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And this episode is a little special for a few reasons. For reason one, it might be the earliest podcast that's ever, ever. been filmed ever. It's yep. 3 a.m. It's dark out. <laughs> All right. I just I just finished my uh, my 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 rituals. You know, I've been yeah. meditating as I normally do at 2 a.m. And now I do my podcast. And uh, and the reason why you're like, why is this at 3 a.m.? Well, so I was texting Zane. All right. And I was like, hey, bro, uh, like when, when are you want to do the podcast this week? And then I didn't get a text back. Instead, I got a text from a different number. It said, hey, it's Chelsea, Zane's new secretary. Would you like to schedule an appointment? And That's I was right. like, I was like, what, what's going on? Like, I usually Zane just texts back and he's like, oh, you yeah. didn't hear? Well, actually, Zane got a job. He's big time now. Okay. He right. doesn't have time. He has a very jam-packed schedule. Hold on. I'll be there in a second. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a jam-packed schedule. So, he, so they, they'd fit me right in between Zane's um, heated rock therapy and then right <laughs> after his Ironman training. So That's thank right. you so much, Zane, for allowing your time. And you know what? Congratulations on, on your job. It's been a thank long you. time coming. I know. I know. I talk about being unemployed from COVID uh, for the past 14 months in the podcast, but I finally been hired. I'm going to be uh, working at IBM. So your boys made it and uh, big things. But yeah, I, my heated rock massage is being delayed for about five minutes. So I may get a little cranky towards the end of this because life has been stressful and I need some you know, Reiku therapy and things like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then the third thing that makes this podcast special is this this podcast has been a long time coming. I've been wanting to get Bryce on for a while. But I was just waiting for the perfect timing to get him on. And this past weekend, Bryce Hopple, if you're a track fan, which you are probably if you're listening to this podcast, or you're my mom, who's also a track fan. <laughs> <laughs> Zane's friends and family, supportive. They definitely, it, it, we'll talk about it in a second. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyways, we got Bryce Hopple on the podcast. He ran 144 at the Golden Games, USATF Golden Games, Mount Sac Relays. He looked very smooth as usual. He's a stud. And uh, for those who don't know exactly Bryce Hopple is, he's a 143, 800 meter runner, two times NCAA champ, indoor USA champ, got fourth in the world championships, former Kansas Jayhawk, but he still trains with the Kansas Jayhawks. Bryce Hopple, everybody. How you doing, my guy? Good to be on. That was probably the coolest intro I've ever heard. Like that. Yeah, that's like, good. I was just sitting here quietly, just like laughing. To <laughs> Sometimes, like we have people, like Avery will do an intro for like five minutes before anybody gets introduced, and they're yeah. just like sitting there. I'm like, oh god. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I I take pride in my intros. Do I get carried away a little bit? Sometimes I get carried away, but you know what? Now we're here. You know, sometimes to relax, you may need, um, I can set you up with my hot rock therapist. Really? And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my chocolate is a little misaligned right now. Yeah, I can tell. Um, I was going to say when you said uh, like Zane's friends and family who listen to the podcast, I've asked like probably a hundred of my friends being like, have you listened to my podcast before? And they're like, you have a podcast? <laughs> like nobody knows. My girlfriend of like almost a year, like a couple of weeks ago was like, so like, what do you do on the podcast? Like, how does it work? I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but my well, secretary is out there blasting it. So anyways, uh, thank you so much, Bryce, for, uh, you know, for, for making time. You know, I, I, know, I know you have a workout right after this. So hopefully we'll get you hyped up. Hopefully we'll get you yeah, hyped up yeah. for that. For sure. My parents always love me coming on podcasts as well. I feel like they're, my mom will be like, oh, I watched it. And it'll be like three seconds to, to it, like being uploaded. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. They're big fans. <laughs> Very supportive. Right. No, I'm a little nervous. Cause I did, I just did do the beer mile podcast, like kind of like a few weeks ago. And I was like, okay, let's, let's see how the parents react to that one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How, how was that dude? Cause they're, they're, they're like taking the, taking the, the scene, you know, they're, they're doing the most. No, it was fun. They they came here for the Kansas City qualifier and okay. uh, kind of came by the house too. So we did it in person. So it was actually oh, that's cool. probably way better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we are the twelfth uh, biggest podcast in Turkey. I think eleven. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Some credit. I'll be honest, I was like most excited to come on this one. I was trying to. We're me and Avery have like tried to get us set up a couple times, but I know, I know. Busy, but yeah. yeah. Well, the first time, the first time, I think it was after you set the K record or something. Um, I, I wanted to get you on, but then you got on like two podcasts after that, and um, I, I don't know. I, I like to get you when you're, you know, you're just like, you know, everything's yeah. gonna settle down and you can get more attention. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, Avery, so it, Avery. I just called you AV. Um, that's your new, that's your new name. What's up, guys? It's your boy. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you don't like when the market is saturated. Every time. 
you like text me about somebody getting on you're like they were just on a podcast damn it <laughs> i'm like it's okay we can do it anyway so shout out bryce hopple's mom um, <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> um so so how, how we do this podcast is you know so we've the energy's already getting up for it being 3 a.m uh but we do a speed round which is pretty self-explanatory zane usually takes the lead with this because i can't i have trouble reading um yeah. Bryce, are you ready for the speed round questions? I hope so. I'll do my right. best. They're not bad. <laughs> Avery, Avery wrote them, and I'm glad that he's starting to, to kind of do how I was writing them and just write some of the most random stuff you can possibly think of. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways, are you ready? I am. All right. Fastest 200 at practice you've ever run. Uh, according to my coach, I hit like a 22.9 one time, but I still kind of find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> It was hand time. It was probably 22-4. Uh, <laughs> pre-workout breakfast. Uh, I've been going to the oatmeal so much. I just like solid. probably more peanut butter than oatmeal. But That's solid. Respect that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it. I think it's more so just the addiction to peanut butter than oatmeal. So Yeah, I have been realizing in the past couple of weeks that peanut butter is so good, dude. It's so good. Um, morning or afternoon workout? Uh probably afternoon i don't like getting up in the mornings too often i mean i do but the body doesn't get working until later in the day so I agree. that's the right answer there's a right and a wrong answer to that question it's afternoon's always better <laughs> I, I remember talking to so many people like when my my roommate in new york ran for oregon he's like we never had morning practice like ever and like so many people i've talked to never had morning practice and at Tech, I literally had to be up at 4.50 to get to practice on time. Oh, that, that's why I hate cross country. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, I'm glad they, they have us going in at like 5.30. I'm like, coach, like, let me sleep a little longer on the bus. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. But let's we'll talk about it. it. I used to get um, in front of because I'd be like asleep on the bus out to the run, like even for tempos and stuff. Yeah. For like oh my gosh. <laughs> let's snoring. Oh yes. Let's we'll talk about time. it. We have we have something similar to that uh, later in the, in the podcast. Um, how fast can you clap? How fast can I clap? Uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty That's good. Very strange on my end. Um, <laughs> Uh, the audio listeners they're gonna be just like what the hell <laughs> it sounded like there was a potential fart situation that it's a helicopter <laughs> um, best track you've ever been on oh that's hard you the new eugene one's insane but something about the environment in monaco like I was gonna say to yeah you bet yeah monaco i like that there. Yeah. um <laughs> which bird has the largest wingspan uh it's common knowledge come on <laughs> maybe like a pelican pelican seem close ish albatross bryce <laughs> albatross, albatross. I've heard of it. isn't that just like i a thought weird... you were gonna i thought you're gonna say a pokemon or something like oh yeah <laughs> dude Rayquaza, <laughs> dude <laughs> you know speaking of that this weekend i drove to charleston to sell my pokemon cards i guess i haven't been on uh that's true I haven't been on the podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. You get, made- you get hooked up with Clayton. He's started like a card business or something. Oh, really? I, I just like was connected with some random person from my old jobs friend and I sold him for, for $2,000. I met in a parking, I met in a parking lot um, in Charleston and I like was so embarrassed to carry the box around that I was like, with my friend, I was like, do you have like a brown bag? So I'm not going to like wait in this like really nice restaurant's parking lot with like Pokemon card tins. <laughs> uh, and it was so weird because I was like, "Yeah, the cards are in the bag," and he like took out this wad of cash and gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, I was uh, never big, got uh, arrested. I was never a big Pokemon kid growing up. I was like all about the Yu-Gi-Oh. That I never see. I, didn't, I wasn't even Pokemon either. But my friends were so much older than me growing up that they just gave me these cards, and I found them in my in storage. They had been in a, a cigar box for like twenty plus years. I'd never used them, never touched them, never anything. So they're yeah. in decent shape i probably got really ripped off but honestly i don't care um okay what's the worst track you've ever been on worst track oh that's a tough one i don't want to like throw shade at anybody i'm just gonna say that my rival high school there's like dips dips like in it and like I'll feel like some like little yeah. downhills and i'm like yo what's going on here? i train at that one a lot because during covid my like high school has like a huge fence kind of locked up and it's kind of just a hassle to get onto. 
and the other one wasn't fenced in and so i trained there a lot over over the quarantine but terrible track honestly yeah yes, well the uni university of missouri i don't know if anybody else has ever run there i ran there for secs my freshman year the first year they got into the sec um and they obviously were like really excited to host the meet but um had not resurfaced the track in like 30 years and so each each hundred was a different surface because they had, <laughs> had to do it correctly and the home stretch was like so new that your spikes couldn't dig in it was like literally ice skating um, and i was like i hate my life dude this is the worst track of literally all time i don't know if they've done anything since then but that was insane also the mount sack track the old mount sack track what, what, one more thing last thing dude the old texas a&m track before they have that like quadrillion dollar facility man um, cause like I would, I would go on it whenever we ra raced indoors, dude, like, like the Texas heat destroyed that track. It was like rainbow road, dude. Oh it, really? Like that is, that's, that's probably the worst track I've been on in Texas. I never, never even saw that one previous to the new facility. Yeah. They hide it. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you always, like you always hear about the old days when they were like running on those cinder tracks. I still want to like experience them. I, I like know. Dude, they're actually pretty, they're pretty sick. There was one in Seattle that I trained on all the time and it was like 405 meters. So yeah. I don't know. What it, was it like? It's honestly exactly what you'd imagine. Just, you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, does it seem reasonable to run 144 on a cinder track? Mm, no. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, what do you have against Canada? <laughs> uh, nothing really. I, I feel like I like Canada. I'm All not... right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Um, Justin and Marco you can, are. You can answer these however you want. Um, what is the hardest workout you've ever done? Probably, I would say like the the five three two one when like we're trying to sharpen up for track. But I mean, anything cross country, I was getting dropped all the time in my career. <laughs> so I think those are all the hardest when they're like. Agreed. Oh. Racing <laughs> two times a week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, what is the happiest moment you've had in track and field? Ooh, I think making the, that world team in 2019 was like, man, I get to be included with these two like insane athletes like Clayton and Donovan. I was like, yeah. just standing there on the podium, like, wow. That is <laughs> that pretty was, that was a crazy I, time. I am a bit disappointed that you didn't say getting on running things considered, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll be a close second. Time. Time. You know, they're yeah. Okay. They're comparable. Just letting you know, uh, Mercedes Benz sponsors the podcast. So <laughs> you had a C class, but now you're not going to have one. Um, <laughs> what is the difference between a tube and a pipe? A tube and a pipe. My immediate reaction is like tubes are plastic, pipes are metal. This this was actually a because I, I know you're a, you were a mechanical engineer major. I just like looked up mechanical engineering like interview questions, and that was like one of the most popular ones. Is the difference really? between a pipe? Yeah. <laughs> it says pipes are always round, while tubes can come in different shapes such as rectangular, square, or cylindrical. <laughs> Important knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> I, only went, I only went through two years of engineering before I switched out. Well, good thing you did. Yeah. <laughs> you would have not gotten the job. You would have not gotten the job. At Tube and Pipe International. Yeah. <laughs> um, and last but not least, we ask this to all of our guests. What is your favorite apple? Honeycrisp. Good. That's a pop. That's a good one. It's a popular choice. That's a solid one. I'm trying to think like there has awesome. to be some sort of like really niche apple that nobody's gonna know about, and I'm gonna try and find it and spread the news about. Some just like of. just like trying to act cool. It's like oh, you like the honey crisp? We'll have you try. Yeah. The, what uh, about the goji berry crossbreed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was raised on the red delicious, so it was kind of weird when I started switching it up. Like I was like, oh, like is this okay? The issue, the issue with red delicious is you almost never find a ripe one. I feel like yeah. they're always big, and I think like most times I get a red delicious, they're just like too big and mealy. That's that's my issue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The the times in my life that I've eaten fruit are I don't remember. I, I've <laughs> yeah. eaten fruit like nine times in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone that says Granny Smith and it's not like just smothered in caramel is a crazy person. So, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, Avery did me a service this week and um, 
wrote the entire script for this podcast because you know i have a lot of business things to attend to i i couldn't you know i asked chelsea if he had time to work on it chelsea said forget about it chelsea said you know who you're talking to <laughs> she said hold on and i got a call it said hey every bartlett's on the other line i said hang up <laughs> i don't care i have so many i'm smoking I'm chain smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey in my office. Right now. <laughs> Michelle Obama, I'm was right here. Like, why would I want to talk to Avery? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Michelle would be a great add to uh, IBM. But anyways, <laughs> okay. So I'll read these because again, Avery um, has not learned to read. He has, you know, done third grade a few correct. times. This is and, all correct. Uh, there is a movie yep. about him called Billy Madison. So <laughs> I will read this so this question has something to do with your life um in some capacity so don't overthink it uh because you, you, you people tend to overthink things and you're like oh that makes Usually so your much. first instincts right yeah that yeah good way to put it okay so it says what sport traces its history to the 19th century in an english game called hare and hounds or the paper chase <laughs> What sport traces is that? Yep. Yeah, I can I can read it again if you need me to. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need that one one more time. Okay. So that that'll be a hundred dollars for me to read this again. So we'll invoice you. Um, what sport traces its history to the 19th century in an English game called Hare and Hounds or the Paper Chase? <laughs> that has to do with you. First, first instinct. We've already talked about this also. We have talked about this sport already. I mean, I guess track and field, but like, I've... Similar. It's yeah. very similar to that. Man, I'm drawing a blank. That, that threw me off with the whole, like, <laughs> Okay. Okay, it, okay it, it was in the Olympics in 1924, and that was last year. That probably doesn't help. <laughs> that makes it so much harder. <laughs> it doesn't. That probably it, doesn't help. <laughs> it's actually really easy. We'll just we'll just tell you it is it is cross country. Oh shoot. Okay. What? It's it's cross country. Yeah, you didn't know it's called okay. Heron Hounds. I, I don't know why. That doesn't I make think it's easy. I think it's because um it was basically like a chasing thing at the beginning. Um and so it was like it was like um hairs and are you hounds. making this up? No, I so my, <laughs> my sophomore junior i don't even know i graduated high school about 85 years ago so i don't remember what year but um my my high school coach was like the world um history teacher and you were allowed to do projects on literally anything mm-hmm. you just had to like do it well um and i did the one of my projects i don't know at least 10 years ago now uh on the history of cross country um, and I remember this sort of specifically. I remember something about the paper chase. I think it's where they put out like little pieces of paper throughout the forest and you had to go like run and find them. And the first person to find all of them like won the race. See, right. the thing the thing that was also throwing me off was cross country. Like in my mind, I wasn't even thinking that as a sport. I think it's just like a preseason thing for track. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well like soccer in my mind this is just like uh yeah (laughs) hilarious yeah well it is a sport (laughs) yeah and and so you know obviously the reason we bring this up is because i you know we hate cross country we hate cross country it's the worst thing in the world barely we hate the practices the races (laughs) suck you you're 1k in you feel like you're gonna die (laughs) dude it's so bad (laughs) i don't know why anybody like looking back on it now i'm like why did I initially do that to myself? Like there's, there's so many other things that you can do to like, not be in such a pain cave, like (laughs) nothing. Like I would make so many deals with myself during the races to like, just, just finish. Like I would always tell myself like, Hey dude, if you just run this last three K just run the last three K and you don't have to cool down. You can go hide on the bus, (laughs) hide on the bus. Like you don't ever have to cool down ever again. You can just skip all the rest of the cool downs for the rest of your life. If you just run the last three K of this, come on. <laughs> like that would be my thing every time. And then of course I'd finish and two seconds later, the coach would be like, all right, time to go cool down. And I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cooldowns what? definitely skip out on those. <laughs> what, what what's the best cross country race you've ever had? Best cross country race, probably going back to high school. Like, so I actually did yeah. something did something crazy. I ran like a fourteen fifty four, and then they tell me like, oh, like it's only a three mile. So yeah, I thought it was a five k, but like, <laughs> y'all got I mean, me. still like fifteen thirty something. Not bad. That that is the that is the thing about cross country is like you'll see like random dudes who you know have have never broken twenty five and then will have like a random race like twenty three thirty and like no yeah. one will double check it and like the winning yeah, time was like twenty one fifty nine yeah <laughs> yeah every time like the SEC, SEC cross will do the running on some golf course and like a dude who I know can't break fifteen thirty on the track will literally be running like twenty three thirty and get like ninetieth place. But I'm like, you now this guy is gonna say his AKPR is like 2330. Yeah. Gotcha. Meanwhile, we were like dying to run like a little under 2450. Yeah. I see. I tried to pass that off for a little bit as a 5K when I was doing recruiting. I was like, uh no, I was I'm pretty sure it was 5K. You got it though. You I'm also it. pretty sure that you're 149 and was uh gonna get you at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but another thing is so you look like you're built like a distance runner. And I think this always like surprises people. Cause like when, when you just like, I don't know, give you like an oral pat down or whatever. Um, Wait, what did you just say? An oral pat down? <laughs> oral pat down. When I think just... meant like a visual pat down, an oral pat down. Oh, gross. <laughs> you're right, dude. Ocular. I meant to say ocular <laughs> pat down. Oh, I'm cutting that out. Oh, <laughs> God, I meant to say no, ocular the, pat the, down. The, ti- the title is going to be. Avery gives that oh. down. <laughs> <Damn>. oh. <laughs> oh my god. Well, anyways, what I was gonna say is you look like you're not honestly. Oh my god. I can't believe I said that. That's really embarrassing. That's, that's... Anyways. All right, moving on. Quick, forget I ever said that. But didn't you just run a 15? I think you just ran. Did you run like 340? That's what I was trying to get at. Or did I make that up? No, yeah, that was tough. I see. I thought I was a lot stronger than I was, and kind of went out a little ambitious, and uh, didn't go well. At least what it didn't did you go well. out in. What? What did you go out in? I was following Ollie and Justin. I was like maybe just off there, off the back, kind of in no man's land between the other pack. Okay. I don't I honestly couldn't tell you. I was blacking out through that race. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you don't know, then it's probably because you were really out of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the oh. la- what, like would you probably came through like what like 154 because they came through 152 yeah i think so i was hanging on for dear life i was Jesus. <laughs> was that the was that the most pain well, well i guess like what's the most painful race you've ever been in like does, is that up there it wasn't painful honestly i was just like i'm ready to be done with this because sure. like uh there's only like one person that caught it but it was like on the back stretch like maybe 300 to go and it's when all the other packs guys like started passing me. I'm just like starting to walk backwards. Um, I just, I just, when I sense them coming up my shoulder, I'm just smiling like, okay, like I'm done here. And I was like straight up smiling. And the only one that <laughs> caught it was like Pete Julian. He's like, hey, did I see you like smiling on the back stretch? And I was like, yeah, like I knew I was done at that point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the body shuts down when the body wants to. That is something that I've figured out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but. Because clearly you're more of like a 400, 800 guy. Would you would you consider yourself? Because like you can go out in 50, 50 and still yeah. kill it. That seems that that 50 is definitely comfortable. Uh, I don't know. I feel like my coaches always train me as a miler. So maybe if I like put more thought and like training into actually doing a good mile, yeah, I, I went out in 154. Yeah, that's not. Well, also you, I I think quick. that obviously you 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 ran the the solid K indoors, so. I think that's probably like a good middle True. ground distance. Yeah. record holder. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I might hit the the max too. Maybe I need to train a little more volume before I try to go up to fifteen. I, I mean, I, whatever you're doing is fine. I'll, I'll say. Yeah, that. I would just say <laughs> don't change it up with like uh, what thirty days before the Olympic trials <laughs> because of running being considered. Like, yeah, you probably need to up your volume a little I, bit. I was on this pod- <laughs> I was on this podcast, and these two dudes were like, "Bro." You gotta uh, up your volume. <laughs> I don't think I'm going for eight at the trials. Definitely going switching to fifteen. Yeah. No, you should just do steeple, dude. Yeah, that, that's the go-to them. event for people. Yeah, <laughs> that's the backup event for the go-to. I know. Event. Now McGordy's running it. Of course, he's running eight twenty. I I love how people just like 
yeah, I've never run this before, and I'll just go run the Olympic standard. Nothing <laughs> relatable. Yeah, yeah very relatable. Yeah. Um, okay, and I'll read this. Uh, the second one it says, "Released in 1981, this is the only song that David Bowie and Queen have released together as a collaboration. Also sampled by Vanilla Ice." Oh, uh, God, I know that song. It's like yeah. the. You you know it. I, it yeah. it it's an older song. Uh, in uh, not dusted. It's in commercials and movies all the time. Yeah. What is it? That's correct. It's 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 yeah. I mean it's it's called Under Pressure. Under Pressure. Dang it. Okay. Under what's, Pressure. What's the Vanilla it's, Ice version of that? It's called Ice Ice Baby. It's called Ice Ice Baby. Stop. Okay. Collaborate and listen. Oh, I'm thinking another one bites the dust. That's not. Oh no, but that that's different. But uh, I, you you got the gist of it. We'll get yeah. it. You, got the, you, you said bum bum bum, but a bum bum. That's the name. Of the <laughs> that would but be a great. That would world. be a great mashup for like 2010. Would be like Under Pressure or Vanilla Ice and another one bites the dust. That would be. Yeah. That would be. Zayn, yeah. I, I feel I feel like you're kind of like a reincarnation of Vanilla Ice. I don't know. I just get just like swaggy swaggy white boy vibes you know what I'm saying? thank you yeah you know actually it's funny that you say that because i i do like that song a lot vanilla ice is a weird dude so i don't want to be associated with him as a person okay. but um i think our lives are relatively similar in the way that we grew up because i i was i went on his wikipedia maybe no less than two weeks ago and <laughs> was reading about his life which is like pretty wild and he wrote that song when he was 16 about when he was like on some it was the first song he ever wrote when he was like on some like crazy like I mean I'm not doing any robberies or anything but I think he was like doing like robberies in Miami and like wrote that song about it um and then he didn't record it until like when he was like 29 so he had it for like 13 years and then he finally recorded it it became like you know one of the biggest things also what I do know about that song is the under pressure version versus Nilla Ice's song he got sued it's the exact same beat and there's like this uh thing in court where he's like no my song goes dun 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 theirs goes dun 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 like <laughs> he's trying to get out of like giving all of his money away so hard man um well just a little under pressure yeah. uh trivia which which we gotta make sure we have educated audiences that's right. so how this relates to you bryce is so you clearly handle pressure insanely well. I feel like within the span of such a short time, you went from, you know, like having your eyes on like a conference title, let's say, all the way to being in a world final within, I guess, the span of two years, which is ridiculous. So one, what's the most, you know, how do you handle with uh, pressure? And two, what's the most nervous you've ever been before a race? You know, that's that's what I tried to like always explain to people that like the pressure almost never caught up to me. I feel like everything just kept moving so quickly that I just kept getting into these next races and the next stage and stuff. And I was just like, yo, like what's going on? Like I'll just have fun <laughs> at the race. And so that's how I always kind of like dealt with the pressure. I just like was happy to be there almost. Just looking and forward. Exactly. Even like the first national championship that my winning that first one indoors was not even on my mind. I was like, I'm just going to get out here and like try to run as fast as I can against these guys. And it kind of just like came out of nowhere at least for me. Uh, yeah, I, I will say before you ran that race, you know, I think Bryce, uh, Devin Dixon and Mark A-Rob were like, A-Rob for the favorite. I made it loud and clear that I said, Bryce Hopple going to win this race no matter what. Because Texas A&M, they, they, they just can't close. That's just how they train, whatever. <laughs> they run fast. They just can't close. That's the Georgia then, boy. You, you, you're distant. Devin? The Georgia I mean, boy? He runs 144. Like, he'll be, you know, <laughs> he's obviously great. And then two is like, if it goes down 56, you're going to win. And it goes, and if it goes down 49, you're going to win. Yeah, and I agree. I want to say, I, I, I bet it, I, I bet on you that race, but continue. There you go. Avery, the, the biggest supporter, most faith in me. <laughs> That's right. He's definitely going to listen to this podcast as soon as it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, let's see, most pressure was probably just the qualifying rounds at worlds i hate the pressure of like if you don't make it to this race then you're just done like yeah it's tough and you know something that they just told us recently for the i mean obviously i gotta make it first but for the olympics they're gonna they'll send us over there to race obviously and stuff but as soon as you get knocked out they're just flying you straight home the next day really i think so just because like COVID and stuff you should go a wall you should go a wall 
<laughs> literally go AWOL. You should like, have, have a, a, a you should get a mustache <laughs> and you should be like, no, I don't know this Bryce guy that you're talking about. Because <laughs> that's uh, like, I don't uh, speak uh, English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to trade jerseys with somebody or something. I think 800 yeah. is last at least. So yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully you don't ever have to leave. Well, hopefully you but, have to leave at some point. But but, until, but also, until I I know I guess you're an engineer. You and and, I, and I'm assuming you probably do a lot of research. How was it? I guess automatically going to like you know the world stage, and I'm sure you did a lot of research in your prelims. And it was probably a little bit overwhelming because you have to look through every single guy and every single guy is probably like, Jesus, this guy's solid. <laughs> How was it like preparing for those races? Those were tough because like, yeah, I am kind of like the stats nerd where I'm going to go look, even for like this past race, like making sure like, oh, who's all in this race? Like, what did they run this season and stuff? And so when I was doing that for the world championships, it was like, uh, like, let me just get out there and run fast. And I actually, yeah. stopped, I actually stopped looking at it just because like, oh man, but at that point you like try to find like okay this is the best guy let me just make sure i can find him in the race and kind of tuck yeah. in yeah because that, that's usually the strategy i do is i just like look for the guy who's going to be in front like who's going to take it out just so i can kind of know what the first 400 is going to be you know yeah yeah those poor Rican dudes are like insane though with how they do that so oh, like wesley vasquez and those guys yeah so that was another thing like it, it it made the races more predictable and that was also another thing in ncaa is anytime you race Devin, it was like okay like i know exactly. what this dude do <laughs> yeah yeah which is great yeah i, I love yeah. having runners like that did, did wesley he went up like 48 at worlds i want to say am i making that up he did he did something ridiculous that dude would just go all out and it's like ah oh, okay he he yeah he's he's just an insane human being he makes me feel like a 12 year old girl just like he, does, he is very intimidating <laughs> um and, and if you look at his instagram he, i mean you can tell he just loves himself i mean i would if i were him i'd love myself too but he's yeah. always just like taking like selfies in the filters like ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> boomerang yeah. just shirtless in puerto rico it's just like yeah. damn that sounds like a dream. like oh maybe i need to go work out more i was like uh. <laughs> i know i know no don't again you're we're very close to trials do not switch anything up <laughs> If you don't look exactly like Wesley Vasquez standing on the final for the Olympics, you got no shot. <laughs> got to get that beard going. Was, was Marco Arap, did he run a mile indoors this year? Like his first ever mile? He broke he four, like, yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Awesome. He looks like, he's like 6'5", 260, running like 357. That was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I forgot about that. Uh, well, so this next question is kind of related and we can dive more into it yeah you ready bryce uh, i can read this it's just like five words okay i can show off <laughs> show what you've been learning avery <laughs> all right bryce what is the safest country in the world the safest country in safest. The world. this is relating to your life probably a couple of years ago probably what we just talked about what we just talked about I'd say maybe Qatar doesn't seem bad. Yes. 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 See, that's, I think it's interesting because I, I didn't believe that. I think Avery got that off of like Qatar.gov who was like, please come visit. Qatar, please visit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's crazy though. Cause like I was looking at like the other day and I was like, oh, you can like hop into Uber and like pull up to like Baghdad, Iraq. And I was like, huh, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Nice dark. Qatar's insane. Cause I think it's just like, it's such, it's such like, it's in the desert and doesn't like make sense for people to live there. But since yeah. there's oil money, you know, it kind of just like makes it happen. It's on an oasis. So all these like dummy rich people come and pay like no taxes. And I think they get like the shop workers and whatever. Um, they can just like come from other countries. Like, I don't know, like Morocco nearby and just like, I think that they work for free, but they get just like, they just get like their uh, living expenses paid for. It's like a crazy yeah. country. Dang. Sounds like a um, deal. But anyway, so Qatar, I mean, I'm sure that was like an absolutely insane experiences for many reasons. Were, were you able, cause I guess we talked about the rounds. Were you able to just like enjoy the atmosphere uh, when you were there? Uh, yeah, it was actually really cool. That city is like insane. It's just, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we, we did like going back to the diamond league, it was cool to go back and kind of like, Oh, like we're back at the like world championship side again. So it was cool to see when we went back for the diamond league, but we literally couldn't leave the hotel that time. Uh, oh, but, yeah. no, it was, it was cool to like go out and like, we rode like camels and stuff in the desert. Really? 
yeah it, it felt like a like a movie because like you see all those like movie scenes that'll just be like in the dunes yeah. of like yeah. what, what was your squad like who are you hanging out with uh my family was there so i did a lot oh, of time nice with, like, nice time with that uh but no i think one of the coolest and like one of the stories that i tell is like me and clayton were rooming together and so like donovan would come like chill up there with us too and i don't know it was, it was a cool time to kind of like get to know those guys more and kind of spend time with them yeah yeah, yeah. and then you, i mean you guys got well i mean donovan obviously ended up winning that year so that was yeah. that was great yeah good good time to be team usa for sure yeah right. for real. no it's exciting hopefully you get more medals <laughs> yeah i like that i like that yeah. attitude got a big uh, opportunity coming up and and so I, I know, I know you were saying like, you were always, you've been always like looking forward, looking forward, looking forward. You've, and that, that has kind of helped you, I guess, make these crazy improvements, but I guess yeah. you're, you're kind of like in the top of the, the top now and you're still, what are you, 23, 24, 23, 23. Um, has your mindset changed looking forward now that you're a pro and whatnot, or are you still just living in the moment? Still living in the moment, but it is kind of like an adjustment because how everything was moving so fast paced and there's just one thing after the other. I feel like, yeah, I kind of have like settled in like where I'm at and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like now I got to just like keep the consistency. And so it is like more so I feel like I'm just always waiting for the next race. Yeah. And, uh, and just get anxious for it. So, yeah. Sure. And, and yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it's great that you're like, when you say you don't get nervous and you like look forward to it, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, a lot, a lot of times like kind of scared or, or, or super nervous, the race, but it, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's great. And I think it, it probably bodes well for performance to, to like genuinely like want to race and like look forward to fast oh, yeah. and like being confident yeah. in your abilities. So. I definitely get excited, especially like the big races. So, like for this Golden Games, you saw like the field and stuff that was supposed to be in it. And I just like remember looking at it for the first time. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, let's go. Like, I just get excited to race people that will like push me to like go as hard as I can. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, and I, I don't that bodes well for the rest of your life. So, I'm not too concerned about the trajectory of how well you're going to do in the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. I can read this one because it's more than five words. Thank you. Um, it says, which city was founded because it was just literally the halfway point between two other big cities in Texas? Oh, that's Midland. That's Hi. Midland, named appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> so... In high school, obviously, I mean, I, I know you got a big sports background. I know your your dad's like a, like a baseball coach, right? Uh, he's the he's like the front office GM for a minor league baseball team. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I I'm I'm sure you played like many sports in high school. Um, but I guess you 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 kind of found track, and I mean, it kind of seems like your same mentality uh was there how do you approach races and like, like when did you know that like, Oh, like this is something that I really enjoy and I might, might even be able to like run in college or it, were you always planning to run in college? No, I think <laughs> like the idea to run in college probably came like my junior year in high school when like I was really starting to get into track. And uh, I don't know, the, the turning point was probably when like all my friends back home, like convinced me to go out to like the USATF, like junior Olympic thing. Mm. And I was like, all right, like, yeah, I'll come do that. And then I ended up like making it to nationals in that. And so I was like, oh, I'm like, all right, this is, this is something that I can like yeah. be good in, I guess. And so sure. I don't know. It was, I don't know where the confidence started coming, but at that time, I feel like I was just like having fun, like being a part of the team and stuff. And then uh, my coaches and everyone started saying like, yeah, like you can do some, some big stuff. And then state championships and stuff started coming along. And yeah. What, what, what all colleges did you look at? So it was kind of weird. So I did, you said 149, like I didn't hit that until like my last race of high school. So like I was already committed to Kansas and everything. I think I did most of my recruiting off like 153 maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at like all the, all the places in Texas and surprisingly like UT, A&M, none of them were like really all that interested. And so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Texas Tech was definitely the one that showed the most interest, but I was like, oh, like I don't want to go it's just like an hour from home and I want to like venture out more and uh, definitely got like a lot of the big 12 schools interested. Like Baylor as well was probably a big one. I don't know how I stumbled into Alabama, but that was like my second pick. That was, that was, I almost went to Alabama. That's funny. They recruited me like in like the last like week of summer because I hadn't committed yet. And they were like, 
we don't have a scholarship for you right now. We kind of ran out of money, but you can come and we'll maybe give you one next year. I was like, that's not how that's what a work. sweet deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, where do I sign? <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but then Cam just kind of like came out of nowhere, phone call from Coach Witt, set up the visit and everything. And uh, when I did the visit, I came back from that visit and like it was maybe like the next night or so i was like i'm going kansas like i loved it so much and it was that's awesome and it clearly worked out Um, and then uh, one last thing about high school i i i I was stalking your mile split and you have a 602 mile at the tall city invitational in 2014 (laughs) is there a story behind that (laughs) so there was okay so like you know how like i got started into track like into junior year so like freshman sophomore year I would go out to like one track meet, like just cause like we're playing soccer still and like, Hey, like, let's go do track real quick. And I remember, I don't remember that one, but I remember, did you see like a slow 200 or 800 on there? Either. Maybe I, I just saw 602 and wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that one, but so there's my freshman year. It's probably, uh, <laughs> it was like one of the only track meets that I ran that year. And they're like, Hey, like we'll toss you into 800. And I was like, that is way too far. Cause at the time I, I thought I was like, only could do four hundreds, like, <laughs> and they tossed me in it. And I think I ran like a two, like 20. I remember. And... Oh, I thought you were going to say like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was probably like, I forget what it was, but it was something ridiculous. You'll have to go try to find the time. That's funny. But I was like, I, it was funny. Cause like, I remember thinking at the time I'm never going to run an 800 again. that's all that's how our that's exactly how my first one was i I was was confident as hell i was in like some like jv race and i went out in like 62 which was sprinting at the time and i ran 208 finished threw up and was like there's no way i'll ever run faster than that in my life that's the same i remember i ran either two flat or 202 in the first one i ran and i remember being like how does anybody ever run under two minutes it's impossible (laughs) it's legitimately impossible Um, yeah i remember the first mile i ever ran i went out in 62 just like i was like well that did not work out i ran 439 what what uh what minor league team is your dad the in the head office of uh it's the midland rockhounds they're the double a affiliate for the oakland days Oh, nice. I was at a, a minor league game this past weekend in Charleston, the River Dogs. Shout oh, out River Dogs. That, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, it was the River Dogs versus the Myrtle Beach Pelicans. It was a, it was a <laughs> I love great the mascots. Game, dude. <laughs> I always go to the Chattanooga Lookouts games when they play the uh, Montgomery Biscuits. That's always my favorite. <laughs> so, the minor league team names are always just like so creative. <laughs> one of my old roommates plays for like the florida fire frogs down in florida fire frogs yeah fire frogs. um okay so this is the last uh question that we've written and then we have one more i do have a call in 10 minutes with ibm but we'll get this done so here we go this term came to populator in, in, wow i can't even do it <laughs> embarrassing wow <laughs> embarrassing and i'm choking now um <laughs> This term came to popularity in the 1850s to describe Kansas guerrilla warriors often clashing with the bushwhackers of Missouri and is still commonly used today. This is a hard one. I love it, though. The origin was like Jayhawkers. That's right. Yeah. So you have really wow. picked up some momentum in terms of... Uh, you have. Yeah, you have. <laughs> You've come on late. Did, yeah. You didn't even know what the hare and hounds was, which I was surprised. I thought that was common knowledge. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But I digged into the lore of cross country. <laughs> I cannot believe in the 10th grade you didn't do a project on the history of cross country, dude. That's right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It, it just took the mind a little bit to get going. I mean, 3 a.m. I'm ready. That's to right. I did, forget was, right. I, I did forget it was 3 a.m. I forgot. Yeah. Well, you're, you're all awake because you're, you're, you're hot rock massage, you know, not all <laughs> yeah. the time. That. That's right. Chelsea's been banging at the door for a while, but I'm not letting her in. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. You have a call with Elon Musk about Dogecoin. That's later. right. We're going through the roof. We're just hoarding coins. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping up, baby. Um, so, yeah, so you're, you're still with the Kansas team. Um, does it – obviously, that, that's been the right choice. Um, does it kind of still feel like uh, you're in college, or are you starting to feel like the, the old guy yet? <laughs> uh, I mean, it does feel like I'm still in college. 
So I don't know. I'm kind of like not hanging on to that feeling, but it just doesn't feel Nothing wrong with that. It doesn't feel necessary yet to like move on to the next stage. I mean, it's, it's been working. Uh, I don't know. I haven't got bored here. So no, I <laughs> that's, think that's good. Great. That's, ride it. Ride yeah. it. <laughs> I think if you have the, the right fit, there's no reason to change it. Again, that's right. Stay in college. Three days to the trials. Do not, do not no. start working after, out after this podcast, coach, I'm, or running more volume. Everything up. I'm going to switch everything up after this. <laughs> yeah, I was convinced you. I'm going to I'm, I'm I'm go work with like a sprint coach in Florida. <laughs> like day every day run like 100 you're just gonna do drills, just gonna do drills. <laughs> three by three by start every day <laughs> um and and also uh this is from your kansas bio um bryce hop blah, blah 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 majoring in mechanical engineering aspires to become an engineer and travel the world oh man. oh things change well you're traveling the world i think yeah. it's pretty cool um you know, I, I also do. Have you do you still care about engineering at all? <laughs> uh, no, nah, pretty. I left that in the past. <laughs> okay, okay, that's. I don't think your job you left that in Midland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of just like the the career path that a lot of the, the Midlanders went into. Just do that, yeah. go back and work in the oil field. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's probably you know safe and secure. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. But. Also traveling the world, which is cool. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Getting to live that one out. It's, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also, I guess, like, uh, J- J- Jim Ryan obviously ran there, and I'm sure he, he contacts you and, you know, says, like, yo, what up, sick race, Bryce. Um, kind of how, how has that been? And even, like, seeing those school records going in, has he been, like, although he's been graduated for a bit, has he been, like, an inspiration? For a bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, uh, he still sticks around, hangs out with the boys. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it's actually really College cool. forever, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet him at one of the Kansas Relays, and he did have, like, a lot of inspiring words. And I think one of the ones that I remember the most was going into that world, uh, like, the world qualifying for USAs. And he had the advice of, like, don't go out too ambitious. Like, don't go try to win anything. Just make sure you make the team. And that kind of just like stuck with me a little bit. And so yeah. even going into the Olympics now, it's like, okay, like just get there and do it, what we need to do. And not really like chase after the glory, just make sure you get the business sure. done. So absolutely. I also yeah. want to say Avery for probably one of the most legendary runners of all time, Jim Ryan, you spelled his name wrong here on the, uh, on the docket. It's a U, isn't it? It's Ryun. Yeah. <laughs> Ryun. Is that it? Jim, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, Avery apologizes from the bottom of his heart. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. That's disrespectful. <laughs> the guy runs 144 on freaking cinders, and you can't even spell his name right. Um, if he is listening, I want to apologize. I missed his text the other day after a big race. Uh, I had oh a new my and I didn't realize it was his number until like maybe a few days after. And I was like, oh, no. It's too late. It's too late at that point. Yeah. <laughs> probably it's probably not too late for him considering he's probably just chilling so i'm sure he's <laughs> back yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that concludes the interview portion and i guess i guess we, we can do this in six minutes let's do it we can do this in six minutes all right six zane minutes. kill it okay this says okay we 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 never plug the number the number is 646-780-9218 call in leave your texts leave your voicemails we will get to it eventually we have a lot coming in we're the 11th most popular podcast in turkey we have a lot of influx of, of questions but we will get to yours i promise okay so this came from oh we don't even know no we do look at the bottom look at the bottom oh sick okay We'll get to that at the end. Okay, it says, what up, RTC boys? I think you guys brought up the Netflix show Drive to Survive a couple episodes back, which follows the formula season and highlights interesting storylines. I had never even thought about watching a motorsports event prior to seeing the show, and now I find myself waking up Sunday mornings to find to, to catch Grand Prix. Wow. So here's my running thing to consider. If you had to make a show about running to bring people into the sport, what would it be? My choice would be a show that follows the American 5K guys and culminates in the Olympic trials or the Olympics if anyone kills it. I think we have a ton of super talented people with different vibes that would be interesting, well, that would make for an interesting show. Lopez and Chalimo, Drew Hunter, Grant Fisher, Oregon Boys, and maybe Ben True or someone else from the old guard. Cheers and tell the fans to follow athletic, athletics underscore paint. Daniel from Illinois. 
athletics underscore paint is a great Instagram page. They have, he has drawn every night before in the past. So very wicked. Wicked Um, But yeah, I mean, I do think just because uh, track doesn't have like, you know, or the professional side doesn't have like a real, real team aspect of things. um, It's hard to kind of follow specific stories, but I do think, I mean, Lopez obviously has a great story and there's a book about it. And NAZ elite just did, uh, like a two-year documentary leading up to the Olympic trials, which I thought was really, really great. Um, I think there's so many different stories, uh, probably especially overseas and in Kenya and things like that, that would that would be really captivating and um, kind of wild to how they got to the, the places that they're in. Um, but, you know. So, Bryce, you got the question right? The question for what? <laughs> so... So pretty much, I guess it, it was decent, but I'll, I'll summarize it. So if you were to make like a triple A Netflix style, like kind of um, okay, okay. live series, you know, thing on track, you know, who would you follow? That, that's going to that was the question. Who, who would you kind of follow? What would that group be? You can do any group you want, as many groups as you want. Yo, I don't know if y'all have seen recently, but like Noah Lyles, he's kind of been like posting those like anime things of like his characters and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be such a cool concept. I mean, following their group that, uh, oh, I forget. It's like pure athletics, maybe down I think there. It's pure athletics. Yeah. Yeah. They would have a, they would have a dope, like following, I think just yeah. kind of seeing what those dudes are up to and following along with them. All those sprinters would be yeah. definitely a cool storyline to follow. I agree. I never even thought about the sprinter side of things. I think there's a new track club that like Trayvon's on called like tumbleweed track club. And they seem like they have like a lot of really, really solid athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like following like Mo Ferris group with Andy Bouchard or Bochart. Yeah. Uh, it's like a super interesting group. And obviously Mo is like kind of a celebrity over in, in the UK. So like yeah. following that. And um, I think there's a lot of cool things to, to follow. And I think there could be like multiple episodes of different groups that you follow. Yeah. Culminating all at the Olympics, have, Olympic trials. Have you seen Drive to Survive Zane? Yeah. I watched a little bit of it. It's pretty wild. Yeah, because it, it, it just narrows in on like the pressure, and it, yeah. it's kind of interesting how it mainly follows the failures, not the s- success of it, and they yeah. do that in a really good way. Which I feel like in track, since obviously, you know, the vast majority of people don't win, um, yeah. I, I I think just kind of like their technique of doing that as is, is yeah, great, you know, I think um, what like Last Chance You does a really great job of like encapsulating like the emotional side of things. It doesn't, I mean, sometimes deals with basketball or sports in general but a lot of the time just kind of focuses on like their life and their like way that they got to where they are. Yeah. Like that one guy who like was, you know, one of the biggest recruits in the country who, you know, ended up dropping out at Penn state and it's just like been all around and just ended up randomly at this, at this, you know, tiny community college in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his journey back. Uh, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I think people are like people like Ben Crawford and 10 men are like kind of, doing that yeah. doing this in uh like a different format where it's yeah. maybe not as palatable for you know netflix or something but i feel like that could that could definitely yeah. happen yeah absolutely well thank you so much bryce for coming on and there's actually one more question that i'm just gonna play all right <laughs> thanks well, thanks for calling in this is thomas my question is what is your go-to weapon for when cinnamon toast crunch man and by invade Charlotte, North Carolina, and take famous rapper and songwriter Baby hostage. Thanks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, what a question. Ray, what a great question. From what a great question. Code. All great right. Job. Well, on that note, we're going to log off. I'm going to have my call with Chelsea. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> And thank you so much, Rice, for coming on. The number is 646-780-9218. Call in if you want to talk about the baby and the cinnamon toast crunch, man. We'll, we'll answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, good luck with your season, Bryce. We're all rooting for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.